welcome to Home with Havila. Yes, it's a brand new name, but it's a good old podcast that we've been putting out for the last five years. <laughs> I can't say it that way. Can I really say that I've been putting out for the past five years? <laughs> Maybe a little bit longer. Wink, wink. Anyway, um, it's been such an honor to be in your ears for the past five years. And if you caught last week's episode, you would find out what our top episode was per year for the past five years. And it's been quite a journey. I love getting messages and I see you guys that live at at events and you guys love this podcast. You always mention it as being your go-to to get that, that dose of truth uh, in your everyday life. And I love that. So Today, I want to talk to you about something that is really important to me. And to be honest, do you ever have something in your life where people want you to talk about it, but you don't feel like you're killing it in that area or you're an expert, and so you're not sure if you want to even go there with people? Like, if I was like staying healthy and exercising and someone says, you know, what do you do and how do you get healthy? You might be like, well, you know what? I'm I'm working on it. I don't know if I want to be an expert. Or sometimes people will say to me, you should do a book on marriage and podcast on marriage. And I'm like, well, you know, I like my marriage. I work hard on it. But I don't know if I always feel like I'm killing it in my marriage. I feel like I'm fighting for my marriage. And so am I allowed to actually write a book on that? Maybe. I don't know. What do you guys think? Some people will say, what about like parenting? And you know, you guys know I did a a series with Lisa Bevere on moms of men. Let me just say I did that with fear and trembling because, you know, my kids aren't raised yet. The, The jury is still out and God willing, my boys will love the Lord and, you know, live healthy and happy lives. But to just kind of you know, be a leading voice in any area always makes you feel a little humble or humbled in the process. So, you know, parenting, yeah, I'll give you my little tidbits. I don't know if I'm going to write a book on parenting yet because I'm still trying to raise my kids. Maybe I will. Maybe I won't. I don't know. There's no, (laughs) I don't think there's any rules to that. It's more just kind of what you feel like God's leading you to do. But here is the area that we're going to talk about today. And to be honest, I get a little nervous talking about it, but I'm going to, and that is the idea of writing a book. I know so many of you want to write a book. You have thought about it from a very young age. In fact, it's always been a dream of yours to be published. You write articles, you write blogs, maybe used to write on your socials. I don't know, but you've always written and you've always felt really comfortable behind a keyboard or behind a pen and pad. You journal, you write letters, you love just communicating with words. Guys, that was not me. (laughs) That was not me at all. Remember, I'm not the studious type. I was the girl that could barely pull a C in school. I I can still, like there are words I cannot spell worth beans like decision. I don't know how to write decision. You'd think I'd memorize it now so I could just deal with it. But there are words every single day. I remember sitting with a girlfriend of mine and she was an English professor and she said, you know, Havala, 
The truth is, if you're a bad speller, there's only about 50 words that you don't know how to spell that you use consistently and you just don't learn how to spell them. <laughs> it's like, good. I, I appreciate that that reality. Did I change? Absolutely not. I didn't. And it's not because I'm lazy. It's just, I don't have time. I don't have time. Who has time, right? And so I have spell check and I have some really good people around me. And then I always, every once in a while, have the humiliation of redoing a post or rewriting something or getting an email that says, Havala, on page 200 of your book, you wrote this word. I'm like, I know, I know I'm doing my best. (laughs) That's just real. So writing a book, some of you guys have wanted to do it. That was not the case for me. I loved to communicate in person with my words with people and I could make people laugh. I loved telling a good story and getting the room to watch me. I was that girl around the campfire that wanted to dominate the story time and get people to gasp and look at me like, I can't believe you just said that. That was me. But writing... Absolutely not. No, not me. In fact, when I would go to write, I couldn't even know what I was thinking or what I wanted to say. And then I would say it and it would sound like I was five years old and (laughs) I would get all excited and I would sit down to write something and then I would spend all my energy and every thought I had on it and every story I could think of. And I would have like two pages and be like, there is not a book in me on this topic. So when I began to write books, I started out writing Bible studies. And part of that was, we're talking three, five pages, activations, some scriptures, and a conclusion. And that felt really manageable. I'm like, I can do that. If nothing else, I can kind of fake my way through that. And then about two years into my second Bible study, I start leading this organization called Moral Revolution, and Moral Revolution is fantastic. We are hired to come and run this organization on healthy sexuality, and I am believing it's this big movement, and I'm going to be the director. I'm going to travel and speak, and it's going to be incredible, and it was all of those things. We moved to Reading. We had four kids under the age of five. I walk into a brand new office with a new team I didn't know, didn't know their names. Ben and I are now sharing a job and a salary. And we get in there and I'm like, okay, show me Moral Revolution. And here's the truth. It was a book and it was a workbook. It was a devotional and both of which did not have our names on it. It had the founder, Chris Fallatin, on the book and on the devotional and on the website. And the truth was nobody cared about what I thought about what I wanted to share. Nobody wanted me to come to their church because nobody knew who I was. Granted, normal, totally normal. But I realized I'm going to have to get thought pen to paper, thought to words, because it's the only way for people to know my heart and to want me to come into their environment was that they needed to see my thoughts and my revelations and what God was speaking to me and my own way of saying things. And so I decided I needed to do a couple things. And that was first, we needed to create a course, a curriculum for parents and churches on healthy sexuality. And it had to not be based in the no of God, but of the yes of God. What is God actually saying about sex? And so we spent a lot of time writing that course. And then alongside of it, I wrote my first book, 
the naked truth about sexuality. Now, I say I wrote a book. I want to be very clear that I did not do all the work for this. In fact, we had some phenomenal interns of which I gave credit to in the book. And so it was my first time that I had somebody that was kind of ghostwriting alongside of me, and her name was Kara, and she was really writing and saying, okay, I got your messages, and this is what you're saying, and is this how you're saying it? And she was doing the heavy lifting, and here I was. I was beginning to travel and beginning to write and you know, leading a team and all of these things, and I'm taking this book, and she's giving me pages and chapters, and I'm rewriting them, and I'm editing them, but she's carrying the weight. So we end up self-publishing that, throwing it on Amazon, and that book goes out to the world and with a great review, not that crescendo that you would hope of everyone like, oh my gosh, that was the most incredible book. The people that got the book loved it, but the truth is it wasn't a massive seller, top seller, anything like that, but it helped us carry our message. And when people would ask us about what the heart of Moral Revolution was or what the heart of Havilah was, I could give them this book and say, this is everything, A to Z, everything in my heart about the topic. And I love that. It's still there. In fact, I never took those publishing rights. I left them with more evolution. They still make the income from that book. That's just a seed sown for the season I was in more evolution. And I love that. But as I began to write more Bible studies and we transitioned from MR to truth to table, I realized that I needed to keep writing and I wanted to keep writing. And then I go on this trip and I meet this woman named Lisa Turkhurst. Yes, you may have heard of Lisa Turkhurst. I had not. (laughs) If you know who she is, this is probably one of the funniest stories in my life. So we go to Greece. I'm invited by Christine Kane, and I'm with all these other women. And I get into this back of this, this, it's this dark evening. We're about to go to dinner. And I climb to the back of this van. And Lisa's sitting next to me and I say, oh, so what do you do? And she goes, I'm an author and I lead a ministry. And I say, and I'm trying to be normal. Of course, I'm very nervous and anxious about me being in this. I know that I am completely out of my league and I am feeling like a fraud and like, what am I doing here? And so then I ask her this question. So is there anything you've written that I might have read? (laughs) I want you to know, for those of you that don't know, Lisa Turkhurst is a New York Times bestselling author of multiple books. She is like the queen bee of all female Christian authors. And I have no clue. Why? Because I'm not a reader. I'm just not a reader. I don't read books. I write Bible studies. That's about the most that I do. And when I'm writing, I don't read because I don't like to mix the two because I'm afraid I'm going to plagiarize. And so I just have no clue. And all of a sudden she goes, well, I wrote this new book called The Best Yes. And then my little brain goes, and I'm like, wait a minute. I think I remember a woman speaking a sermon at Elevation Church called The Best Yes. Wait a minute. I think this is that woman. And so we talk a little bit more and I go back to, you know, doing my normal like sit at dinner. We It's a full packed trip and I don't have any cell service and I don't have email and Chris has got us going every second of the trip. And I finally get home and I have the energy to cyber stalk these women And I type in Lisa Turkers and I realize, oh my gosh, that is hysterical. That's like me 
asking Christine Kane, like, oh, you speak? Where do you speak? Or, <laughs> or Joyce Meyer, like, you write books? Like, what books? I mean, it just, it's, it's humorous. And I'm sure she loved it because I was completely naive. But that got me on the journey of asking her about writing books and why she wrote books. And we sat in that van for days. And I would, I would literally purpose to sit next to her because she was one of the most interesting women I'd ever talked to. And I knew she was going to give me the truth. I think that's what I loved about her the most was that I felt like she had no problem interjecting and saying, nope, that's not how it is. This is what you need to think about. This is what's important. And I could just sit and listen and listen. But it wasn't that Lisa that got me to write. In fact, it was another Lisa on the trip and her name was Lisa Harper. And Lisa Harper is this Southern, beautiful woman who adopted a little girl named Missy from Haiti. And of course, I didn't know much about her either other than I had seen her years ago on a Focus on the Family recording or something. But I call Lisa and Lisa, I'm like, Lisa, I think I want to... um publish. I don't know how to do this. And she's like, I've got to introduce you to another Lisa. <laughs> Her name is Lisa Jackson. I'm like, okay, introduce me to Lisa Jackson. So Lisa and I, Lisa Jackson and I have this conversation and Lisa Jackson says, listen, Lisa Harper has recommended you. Would you be willing to meet with me about publishing? I'm like, okay. Yeah. So meanwhile, I'm in the middle of running two ministries at this point because I haven't transitioned yet. I am actually, maybe I had transitioned. I don't remember. My time's a little off, but somehow in the mix of this, I have the four kids and I am just hustling. Like if you've ever been in the middle of a life that's crashed and burned, and then you got to pick up the pieces, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Like loss of job, new city, four kids under the age of five, no family, no money. I mean, just everything I can do to keep my head above the water. And Lisa flies in and has a day with me and we sit and talk through a book idea. I am so buried that she literally says to me, here's what I think you should name it. You know, tell me what you're thinking about. And then she's like, I'll outline it for you, which now I look back, I'm totally embarrassed because agents don't do that. Agents don't outline your book for you, but she's just, she's wonderful. She's trying to help me out and, you know, get me to do this and, so we submit it to a couple publishers and I'm talking to agents. I'm not talking to agents. I'm talking to publishers and she submits it and we hear back from a couple and then we go into phone calls. Again, I have no idea what I'm doing and I'm scheduling these appointments and they're phone appointments and she's saying, oh, this one's from Penguin House and this one's from, I don't know, Baker Publishing and I, I, here's from Word something and I'm like, okay. And I'm having these appointments with these people. And one of my favorite stories of this is she sets up an appointment with somebody who does, I think all the publishing for Joyce Meyer. I don't know, somebody like that. And I am unloading, I had forgotten about the appointment and I'm unloading my car full of groceries and all of a sudden the phone rings and I realize, oh my gosh, I have that phone call. So I throw my earbuds, my headset in, earbuds weren't even back then. I throw my headset in and I start to, I tell the kids, like I put the kids in front of a t movie as I'm on speakerphone, as I'm on mute, I'm turning the TV on, I'm throwing all four kids in front and I'm going upstairs to answer the phone call. So I'm talking to this gentleman on the phone and all of a sudden I hear a scream, like one of my kids is hurt. And 
I don't know what to do because I'm like, they're screaming every day, but I don't know what exactly. I don't know if it's anger or hurt or whatever. So I bolt up to my <laughs> my bedroom and I can hear the crying is coming for me. It's like one of those movies <laughs> where, the, where the person is coming for you and you're hiding and I am buried at the bottom of my closet. I have closed both doors and I am like, uh-huh, yes, absolutely. I think my dream for this book is yes, absolutely. And then I'm muting and you can hear screaming and finally... I mute it and the gentleman on the phone is talking and Lisa Jackson's on the phone and my little Beckham comes in and he had dropped a brick on his toe and there's blood everywhere. There's a trail of blood up my stairs. And so I take, I scoop Beckham up. I take him to my bathroom. I pull down my, my emergency kit. I pull up my big bandies. I wrap it. He totally changes. Like he gets a grip. He's happy. He walks off. And then I just in time, unmute the phone. I'm like, absolutely. It's been a privilege talking with you. <laughs> I miss I miss the whole thing. And here's the truth. The guy never offered me a deal. And I know, I know why, because I was just in this crazy moment of like, I cannot interrupt this moment. I know how to do this. So I guess what I'm trying to say is it's never pretty. It's never as sexy as you think it's going to be. It's just what it is. And so I end up getting a deal with Thomas Nelson and I write a book and we publish it. And I learned so much from writing a book and publishing it. Some amazing realities, some heartbreaking realities to writing a book. And I realized that as I wrote a book and published a book, there were so many of you that are like, what do I do? How did you do it? I want to know. In fact, I get messages quite frequently, emails or, you know, DMs or so-and-so has a friend who has a friend who wants to ask you. And I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. I cannot give the story to every person. I've got to figure out a way to resource everybody with what I do know. And so my team and I sat down and we're like, okay, writing a message, check. Feel confident in that, can teach it. Okay, delivering a message, check. Crash course to that absolutely can teach them how to do that. Writing a book. I don't know. I don't know. Can I teach them? And my team's like, yes, Havala, you have written like six Bible studies, two books, one with the ghostwriter, one on your own. Like you can do this. I'm like, okay. So we sat down and we wrote down all the elements to writing a book. And I started thinking about writing a book in three sections. Like first it's the preparation. Like why should I write a book? Or who's going to read my book? Or, you know, what should my book be about? Or what if I'm like not a good writer? You know, like I, I want to be, but what if I'm not? No one's told me. Or, you know, what if there's already a ton of books on this topic or a really best-selling book on this topic? Well, I don't know how to do that. Or, you know, what if I don't have a title? Like those are the things I start thinking about in the beginning. And I think everybody asks that question. I want to write, but these are the top questions I have. And I'm like, I want to answer those questions for you. And then there are some people that's not where they're stuck. They're stuck in the production of it. They're like, okay, have I got all that, but like, how do I start writing? And what do I need to do to write? Like, do I have a special writer's cave? Do I need a certain product? Do I need certain apps or software? How do I do this? Or Maybe it's like, I, I've written half my book, but I can't seem to finish it. Yeah, I know. I know what that feels like. And so I want to spend some energy showing you ways that I finish my book. Or what about how do I find my unique voice? Or how do I find an editor? Or how do I know my book is done? Or how do I know that 
I've done everything I need to put into the book. Like what makes a complete book? Those are the questions that you need answered. So you can just get it off your plate and you can write the words that need to be written. And then lastly, some of you have a book and you have a platform, but you're like, oh, I don't know how to get all of this out. Like I've got my book, I've got my completed product, but I don't know how to get it out into the world. And so what I want to do is answer the questions like, how do I find a team to help me? Or what does a launch team look like? Or how do I print my book? Or how many many books do I print? Or should I publish or should I self-publish? How do I use my social media? And lastly, like what does a successful book launch look like? And do I have to be a New York Times bestseller to be a success? Those are all the things I want to talk about with you. And it's impossible to do that on a podcast. It's impossible to do it on a Facebook Live or Insta Live. These things have to be taught. They have to be worked out. And I have to show you the layers of the thought process in which we prepare every book that goes out and the books that I'm writing right now. So if that's something that you're curious about and you're like, Havila, I want to know this. Well, this is your opportunity. I am launching a brand new book series. Actually, it's a crash course series called How to Write a Book. And you know what? You need to get this course. If you want to write a book, you're thinking about writing a book, you've written a book, anything when it comes to writing, this course is for you and you need to get it. This course is going to help answer all those lingering questions that you're like, oh, I need someone to tell me how to do this. Yeah, me too. I know what that feels like and I can help you. I can shortcut this for you. You don't have to sit 10 years from now thinking, I've got this book. What am I supposed to do with it? No, 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 no. Don't do that. Don't waste your energy and time waiting for questions to be answered. No, no, no. Just get to the person who knows how to answer them and I can answer those questions. I can't answer every question, but I can answer the ones that made sense to me and the ones that lingered in my head and heart. So if you want to write a book, now's your time. Sign up for our crash course to writing a book. It's coming out. If you can get on our email list, we'll let you know when to get it and how to get the best price on that. And yes, it's an investment, but the truth is, Every great thing that we have in our lives is worth the investment. And this is this is me, 10 years later, all the things I've learned in one place. This is everything I got on the topic of writing a book is in this is in this course. So if you don't want to write a book or you're not sure or you're like, nah, do not get this course. You'll not be interested. If you're somebody who's kind of writing your novel and you want it to be, you know, a just this long enduring experience. Do not get this course. If you are looking for character development and plot development, that this course is not for you. This course are for those people that know they have a book inside of them. They want to start writing and they want to get it out soon and they want to know how to do that. And they're not so stuck on publishing as much as they just want to get the book out, whether that's publishing or self-publishing. Or if you're somebody who has a small platform, but you want to grow your platform in terms of getting your content out there in book form, then this course is for you. So I suggest you invest, consider joining us as we launch this brand new course that I'm really proud of. And I'm confident it will really help you. And maybe you've never thought about writing a book, but you go, even as you say it, I'm thinking, hmm... I should write a book. 
hmm, maybe there's something inside of me. My story, I don't want it to just die with me or die with my kids. I want my story to live on. If that's you, then consider this course. This course is for you. All right, you guys, that's all I got for today. Make sure you check in with us. And one last exciting thing, and that is the next couple podcasts, like the next six podcasts or five, I can't remember, is going to be all about writing a book. I'm going to interview some fantastic authors. I'm going to interview people like book agents and people that are coming out with books. Just follow along on this book writing journey. We're going to go for it in the next couple of weeks and you're not going to want to miss this series. In fact, the best way to not miss it, subscribe to this podcast. I know you'll think you'll come back, but you won't because there's so many things screaming at you. So subscribe to this podcast and make sure you give us five stars so it ends up in all the right hands and those people that are scrolling through podcasts and want to find great ones that are filled with faith and directed on Christ-centered living. So I love you guys so much. Thanks for tuning in and I'll catch you next time.